Hey there, and welcome. I'm your host, Regina Topolson, registered dietitian, plant-based foodie, amateur athlete, mom of teenage boys, and one lucky girl, cancer survivor, and host of the Life Well Lived podcast. Living through cancer seemed like the hard part until I had to learn how to live after. We all want to feel healthy and safe and know that our life has meaning and purpose. If you're a patient, survivor, or caretaker, this is the place to find hope and inspiration through life's great disruptor and learn to live more fully today. In this episode, we continue our conversation about clean beauty as my personal stylist, Angie DeFrancis Cox, shares her professional knowledge about embracing what you have and finding clean products for your hair, your body, and makeup, and the chemicals that you should avoid when deciding on products that you're going to use for yourself. My guest today is Angie DeFrancis Cox, and I have known Angie for about eight years. Um, We met at a BNI meeting and we were in the same group together. And ever since then, Angie has been my hairdresser. So I'm super excited to welcome Angie to the show. Hey, Angie. Hello. Hi. Thanks for having me. So we were going to do something really silly because we both like to sing. I think we should just go for it. Do it. Okay. Let's talk about hair, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's Let's talk about about all the good things and the bad things that that hair can be. be. (laughs) All right. Well, we tried. Uh, We tried. We tried. Good effort. Oh, that was super fun. Um, All right. Well, as my hairdresser and knowing my story with cancer, um, gosh, it has been a journey, has it not? Yes, it has. And I've been honored to be on it with you. Oh my gosh. I'm so grateful for you. Thank you so much. I remember in the beginning, um, all of those appointments um, that I made with you, that I set with you so that someone could make me look good. But that brings me to my first question for you. So uh, what can a person do that like, let's say they have decided that they are going to go through whatever treatments have been recommended from them, whether for them, whether that's radiation or chemo or both, what can a person do to prepare their hair, their scalp for uh, what's coming ahead? Um, I think truthfully, it's personal for every person that I've ever worked with. Um, I found that one of the most important things that people can do is, acknowledge that if they're doing chemo, there's um, a good chance, I'm sure their doctor will tell them based on the type of chemo they're doing that they will probably lose their hair. Um, And then kind of looking and trying to decide what might empower them. I know for you, part of your journey was to go from having long hair to a shorter haircut and then to a very short haircut to give yourself time to um, gradually work into it. I have had another client who had a party where she invited friends and they shaved her head. Um, 
you know, so I think it really comes down to kind of deciding what will empower you and what will make you feel safer in this, in this um, journey that you're about to go through because we do tend to uh, allow our hair to be part of our identity. So finding a way to empower ourselves when we're possibly losing that aspect is, I think, the best way you can prepare yourself. Yeah, that is so true. Our hair really is such a big part of our identity, especially as a woman and, you know, probably as a man too, but, you know, especially Mm -hmm. as a woman, if you've worn your hair long your whole life, like, and, you know, then to not have any, it's just, it's a huge um, shock to the system, I would say. Yeah. Well, and I think that's why your approach was great because you had worn long hair most of your life and to see that you looked really good with a shorter haircut and then even taking it. I mean, we took you basically to a pixie before you lost any hair and you looked amazing. You know, you got so many compliments on your hair. So I feel like, I hope that was empowering for you. Yeah, it definitely was. In your professional experience, have you seen a difference between having to go through chemo and having to go through radiation? Yeah, so I've had um, guests that have had both, um, either both chemo and radiation during their treatment or one or the other. And um, I would definitely say most of my guests that did chemo lost hair. Um, Not every single guest lost hair, lost their hair, but I would say 80 to 90 percent of the people that I know who um, have gone through chemo do lose their hair. Um, radiation alone doesn't seem to cause that. Um, and I don't, I've not even really noticed a lot of effect on the hair when people are um, doing radiation alone. Mm. And then, of course, combination, you're going to, it's hard to say which it, which it would be, but usually I would think it's the chemo when people lose hair. Yeah. And I've had people lose all of their hair, and I've had people who've just thinned a lot, you know. So, um, it, it really is, I think, um, your doctor will probably tell you, give you an idea of what to expect based on treatment and everything, but um, definitely I have not noticed that radiation has that effect. Mm. Okay, well, good to know. But it doesn't, like, make your hair more coarse or drier or anything like that? Not in my um experience. Um, once again, I've had probably, I've had several guests that I've gone through their experience with them as their stylist. Um, and I've probably only had two that exclusively did radiation. And um, their radiation was in a different, like it was nowhere near their head or anything. So I didn't ever notice a change in their hair. Mm, that's awesome. How do you take care of your scalp when you are glaborious? Glaborious, huh? I'm guessing that means bald. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, when you're bald. (laughs) That's a new one for me. I've never heard glaborious, but I like it. (laughs) Um, Sounds like glorious. It does. I was thinking it sounds almost, yeah, like you're you're really owning the the baldness in a beautiful way. (laughs) It sounds like that to me, too. Yeah, and I think I think that not everybody can do that. Um, not everybody's comfortable with that. But if you can find some way to, once again, take some 
um, something away from being bald, whether it's, yay, I have hair again when you do have hair, or um, some people find it to be sort of empowering. But um, that's one thing that, you know, finding some strength in it is probably one of the first things I would say to take care of yourself. Um, but then on the, the exterior, the physical side, um, our skin is our largest organ. So even when we have hair on our head, we should be thinking about our scalp as well. So the things that we put on our skin, um, being our largest organ, are the things that go into our system. So you want to be very aware of what you're putting on your skin, um, massaging the scalp, unless you're told not to. Um, I, I've not ever had a guest told not to, but um, using really um, pure oils, things like that, to just massage into the skin, uh, giving it circulation, giving it love, <laughs> you know, because our intention is, is important as well. Um, you can also use really clean lotions, things like that, to just keep that area moisturized. Of course, you want to cover it up when you're in the sun. I think um, that's probably self-explanatory, but you do. You want to take care of it. It doesn't often see uh, the sun and as much as it does if, if we're globorious. <laughs> do you recommend certain products to massage on your scalp? Yeah. Um, I, uh, as a hairstylist, I work with a product line called Euphora, and I choose it because it's a clean line. It's an aloe vera-based line. There are no petrochemicals, no parabens. They have a whole list of things that are not included in their products. Um, so finding a line like that that you can trust and you know is ethical because, unfortunately, the cosmetic industry has not had any changes or even really any mandates or anything since the 30s. So there's a lot of things and products that should not be there, in my opinion, um, considering once again that our skin is our largest organ. Um, so finding a line that you can trust and believe that it's not just saying it's natural, uh, that there's actually quality ingredients, but some really good oils in general are argon oil, if you can find pure argon oil. Uh, coconut oil is actually really good for skin. And kukui nut, which is another really great oil, and neem oil. So those are all oils and um, <clears throat> that are really good for the skin and each have their own properties. So if you can find a blend of one or two of them, that's really nice as well. So we have a, an oil called Beautifying Serum that is a mix of argon, kukui, and neem oil. Hey, that's really cool. I... I don't think I knew that, and I don't think I was using any of those oils. What about just um, using, like you said, the Euphora line is based on um, aloe vera, right? So you could just use aloe vera on your scalp, like as a cooling effect. Definitely, um, aloe vera. I mean, I I always say one of the reasons, like I said, we love Euphora is because it's aloe vera based. But I remember as a kid, you know, I'd scrape my knee. We'd go in the house and my mom would cut off a chunk of aloe vera and squirt it on my knee, you know, like squeeze it out of the leaf and rub it in. And when you're pure aloe vera is so healing and so amazing. Um, the thing about it that's different from using an oil is the gel itself will dry kind of um, sticky. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. So an oil is nice because you can work it in and let it 
do its thing. If you were doing aloe vera, you'd probably want to massage it in, maybe rinse it back off, and then finish with an oil. Hmm. Yeah, that sounds really good. Yeah. Um, so one of the things like that I know from experience that can happen when you've gone through treatment is assuming that your hair comes back, which for most people it does, um, it can come back different than what you were used to having before. Mm-hmm. So can you speak to all the different ways that the hair can can come back? Yeah, well, I've seen seen all sorts of stuff. I've had clients whose their hair was straight when before they started treatment and they when it starts to grow back, it's curly. Now, one of the things that I've seen fairly consistently across the board is when people first start getting their hair back, it's like this very kind of fuzzy, downy, peachy <laughs> hair. It's it's like it's difficult to work with at first. Um, and, and it's like this very fine hair. And then as it grows a little bit further out of the head, you start to see what you're going to actually see. Um, and then eventually getting that, that downier stuff cut off the ends, you can really see what you have. So I've had people from straight hair to curly, from um, no gray hair at all to like anywhere up to 50% gray growing in, um, from thin hair to thick from thick hair to thin, which is much harder. I think people have a harder time when they've had thick hair their whole life and suddenly they have thin hair. Um, but um, even sometimes the color will change, not drastically, but, well, obviously you can it can grow back gray, but I've even seen where they're, like someone's hair was more on the blonde side and it, it grows back in, it's darker. So um, it's kind of a, you never know. It's kind of magic. You never know what you're going to end up with. Mm, magic is true. Yeah. <laughs> magic. It's like, you know, uh, what's the name? Um, Forrest Gump used to say, right? Like, it's like a box of chocolates and you just don't know what you're going to get. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So are there, do you have like three top recommendations to embrace whatever does come back? Because I know I've really struggled with this and every mm-hmm. single time I come in, to see you, we I think, feel like we talk about the exact same things, um, and I've I've tried extensions. And do you have some recommendations that people can just start to embrace whatever does come back? Yeah, well, I mean, I think you the you hit the nail on the head. It's about embracing it because it's probably not going to be anything like what you had before. So that's the first thing to kind of acknowledge and, and understand that, um, you know, if it does come back the same, that's pretty awesome and rare, but most of, most people will experience a shift in the way their hair is. I have a guest who, um, I would say it's kind of her mantra. I don't know that she says it daily to herself, but I think it helps her a lot because her hair is very different. And she just says to herself, I have hair. (laughs) that's like I I didn't have hair for a while and I have hair and whether it's the same as it was or different I have it and I can experiment with it and I can do things with it and I always you know when she says that to me I'll I'll say something to her like I'm I'm sorry it's different than it used to be and she goes I have hair that's that's 
what I appreciate more than anything. So I always feel like that's a super positive attitude. It's, it's, it's easy to focus on what you had versus what you have. But the fact that you have it at all is probably a really good thing to focus on and finding something that brings you some peace with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say the other thing is, you know, just depending on um, where how your hair has changed, I think oftentimes we're trying to get back where it was. So maybe embracing something different in its entirety, not just not just the fact that your hair is different, but a different style, something that you didn't wear before because maybe your hair wouldn't do that before. Um, I think I, I've had some people who just try and get it back. And I would say even for you, that's been one of your struggles is you, you try to have more like you used to have or styles similar to what you used to have. I think sometimes maybe just embracing something very different is a good, a good way to accept what you currently have. And, and then last is experiment a little bit. I guess that's similar to embracing something different, but maybe that looks like, you know, if you're the type of person who's after you've gone through chemo and treatment, you don't want any chemicals on your hair, um, then, you, you know, changing up your cut, doing something different. Uh, like you said, you've even tried extensions, um, something to, you know, we can do little like clip-in pieces, things like that for something different. And then if you're somebody who's not afraid to experiment a little bit, we, you know, doing something like adding maybe even just a piece of color that's a little different, change it up. Because when you do color the hair, it, it also can change the texture and sometimes make it more manageable. Yeah. So those, those are, are all... three things I would suggest, yeah. Yeah, and really good ones because I do feel like I'm stuck still in the trying to embrace um, what is instead of fighting against it and still wanting and lamenting for, you know, what was. So um, that's really, really hard. I work on that all the time. And so the last thing I kind of want to touch on is um, like chemicals. And you've touched on this a little bit throughout and Mm -hmm. talked about some of the things that, well, first of all, I didn't know that the cosmetics industry has not been revamped or, um, you know, the rules haven't been looked at since the 1930s. That's just wild Mm -hmm. because half of these chemicals... Well, I'm sure, like, I mean, we're exposed to, what, there's 80,000 chemicals on the market, and the average woman is exposed to 120 chemicals before she even walks out of her house in the morning, you know, between the makeup and the, you know, hair and, you know, hairspray and whatever else that, you know, she puts on, 120 chemicals is just the average. So um, it's just amazing to me that, like, that has not been looked at um, since the 1930s. and yeah, I mean, I try to focus on, like, if I'm going to wear makeup, to wear clean brands. Um, and I love that what you carry uh, at your salon, the Euphora line, that that is clean. What are some of the chemicals that we should be looking out for and avoiding? Well, the major chemicals that I always suggest avoiding are anything that are petroleum-based. Um, and you would be amazed at how much... Uh, Hair care and skin care and makeup are petroleum-based. So making sure that there is no petroleum in your products, I think, is huge because, once again, largest organ absorbing all of that petroleum. We're not meant to have petroleum in our bodies. It's and not how good would for you us. know? 
How would you, um, like, what, what are the petroleum-based products? Uh, honestly, you, what you want to do is look for things that say petroleum-free. Or if you have a trusted source who can, if it doesn't say petroleum-free, that, like, I know Euphora is petroleum-free. I can tell my guests there is no petroleum in this product. There's no paraffins in their product. I know that my, the product line that, that I've aligned myself with is a good product line and I trust what's in it. So unfortunately, as we were saying, because there have been no changes in regulation for cosmetics industry, a lot of cosmetic companies can say things like all natural and all it has to have is 10% natural ingredient. It can say things like organic and once again can be 10% organic ingredient. So it really falls on the consumer to find product lines they can they can trust and align themselves with. And unfortunately, it's not easy to figure out. So, you know, if you have a stylist that you trust, ask them about the hair products. Um, we just aligned ourselves with a makeup company that not only are they clean, but they have a list of 1,800 products that will never go into their, or 1,800 ingredients that will never go into their products. They, you know, so... So finding people that you can trust, whether it's a natural path, a, a cosmetologist, or someone like myself who believes in aligning with healthy, clean products, that can be a really good source for you as somebody going through trying to find the right products. So I know some of the products that I try to avoid, or not products, but um, chemicals that I try to avoid are like paraffins and parabens. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, paraffin is a petroleum. Parabens are, are preservatives. But those are so also things that you should try to avoid, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'm sorry. I was just saying that that's why they're used in products is for shelf life. Oh, Parabens okay. are used to preserve. They're not good for us, no. But they are, they're not, um, so like parabens is used in candles a lot. Um, it's used in all sorts of beauty products. And it is a petroleum-based product. So you were asking me, like, what's a petroleum, you right, know, like, what's yeah. an actual petroleum thing to look out for? So paraffin would be one. What about, like, those paraffin treatments that we would get on our hands mm-hmm. and feet? Is that, like, totally yep. bad for us? That's paraffin. That's straight up <laughs> paraffin. That's straight wow. up paraffin right there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> those are totally bad for you. <laughs> yeah, well, and, I mean, I, I look at doctors all the time, um, especially – skin doctors who tell their um, patients to put Vaseline on their skin, which is straight petroleum jelly. Yeah. And, you know, so I think of these things, and I, I swear that skin doctors just think Vaseline is magic. And I'm going, are you really telling people to put Vaseline on, like, open sores and all kinds of stuff? So I, it, we have a lot to combat as people invested in our health because even our health professionals sometimes tell us things like put petroleum on your skin, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so you really yeah. do have to educate yourself and try and find good, good information and good products to align with. It's the only yeah. way we're going to get rid of the bad products. <laughs> That's so true. And those have been things that I have struggled with all these years too, is, you know, trying to clean up the things that I use. On my body and like my toothpaste, my um, my makeup, like all of it, and so yeah, you've given us a lot of great information today. Yeah. So I'm really grateful for that. 
Um, yeah. Oh, what was that makeup brand? It's called Beauty Counter. Oh, okay. Have you heard of it? Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it, they really are quite an amazing company. Um, not only do they um, ethically put, put ingredients ethically into their product, and it's a very, very clean line, but they're an ethical company in general. They've done things like source where their minerals come from to make sure that they are not either contaminated or that child labor is used. They, I mean, they just do amazing things to, to be as, as clean and ethical, which is a huge thing to me. It's like, I don't know many product lines out there that are trying to be clean that aren't ethical, but there, I'm sure there's still some out there. And so finding companies that you feel like you can align with and have a truly positive interaction in every way is so nice. And, and that's how they are in makeup and skincare. And then we have Euphora for hair care. And are, like, where are they available? Um, so they are more of a direct sales. Um, they Here in Denver, we have one store that's downtown. So if a person wants to um, go purchase something immediately, they can do that. The way we as a salon are doing it is um, people can come to us. We help you pick colors. We can do a makeup lesson, teach you how to use it. Then you create an account and you can order your product at any time. It's shipped straight to your door. And um, it's you just have our salon code and or our salon site that you're ordering from. And um, it's really a nice way for people to be able to, you know, if they're sitting up at 2 in the morning and they think, oh, I need that foundation. I'll just go online and order it. And then it can show up in a couple of days. So it's kind of nice. And then that way we don't have to carry a ton of inventory in our salon as well. That's awesome. Yeah. How can people find you? So um, our website is www.akstudiodenver.com. And um, on our website, we have links to our Facebook and Instagram. But um, on Instagram, we are ak underscore studio. And on Facebook, we're ak dash studio. So um, we especially right now are trying to do lots of fun tutorial videos and talk to people about Beauty Counter or makeup and Euphora and how it can be helping people. That's so beautiful. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for joining me today. It was my pleasure. And I will have all of your information um, in the links in the show notes. Great. Thank you so much, Regina. Thank you, Nancy. Have a great day. I hope you've laughed. I hope you've learned. I send you healing strength, and I'm grateful for you. You've been listening to the Life Well Lived podcast. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and share it with your friends so they can benefit too. Check out the show notes so you can connect with me on social media. Peace and love. Until next time.